Welcome back to Lombardi Party, guys, where every episode we're featuring amazing guests from San Antonio and now Austin, uh, New Construction Real Estate. So we do have a long journey guest for us today, uh, Miss Melissa Miner. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Very happy to be here. It's technically Mrs., isn't it? Yeah, technically, yeah. but I haven't changed my last name yet, so oh. maybe uh, maybe oh. I'll do that one day Ms. and officially Ms. be Mrs. Wisnowski. Wait a minute. Say that yeah. again. Wisnowski. Wisnowski. New last name. So you're name. going from MMM, Mrs. Miss Melissa Minor. Yes. Miss, to to Wisnowski. I'm flipping the M around, but I haven't done it yet because I love my husband. He's a great person, but... Can you have a better last name? Can you? Like, I was about to say, like, you should have been like one of those progressive couples. It's like, hey, you should take my last name. I tried that. It didn't. It did go over super <laughs> well. Five five letters. <laughs> yeah, easy I know. to spell. <laughs> I know, easy to spell. You still have to spell it to everyone though, because it's M I N E R, and everyone guesses M I N O R. I yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah but that's like with my wife. People trying to spell Meredith. That's a do your best Meredith spelling right now. Oh man, M E R. I D E T H M E R E D I T H. Darn it! Yes, yes. So that's like legit. Like people get it. I didn't have all sorts. spell check yes, available. People get it so wrong. Yeah. So poor Meredith. So she's got the first name problems. At least uh, I got her fixed up on the last name. We yeah. went into the five digits. But there you go. No. Anyways, uh, Melissa is an amazing sales rep from Austin. Um, you're one of the first Austin guests that we featured up here. Uh, so it's amazing. You guys, you work at Perry Homes, a builder that we love and adore and do a lot with. So absolutely. It's been good. Yeah, I love Austin. I basically grew up in Austin my whole life, so it's very nice to be selling real estate in a town in an area that I know super well, um, and obviously love working with y'all too, so happy to help you guys get in the Austin market and get kicked off. We're going to crush it up there. Before we get into the fun real estate stuff, we want to know about Melissa, so tell us about the backstory. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? How'd you get going? Absolutely. I mean, you know the saying, like, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could? Yes. That was me, except I didn't really have a choice in it. Um, I was technically born in Massachusetts, and okay. we moved moved to Texas when I was two years old. Amazing. So I've been in Austin most of my life. Um, I, like I said, moved when I was two and went to school in the Dallas area for, for university, but I have been in Austin other than that pretty much my entire life. That's crazy. Okay. So that's extremely interesting to me. So I want to talk about Austin, but before we do, what did you go to school for? I went to school for hospitality management, actually, at wow. the University of North Texas. That's amazing. Yeah. And did you get any hotel work in? I did. Yeah. I worked for Marriott for six years. Okay. So, so you actually did. You were one of those people that actually went for a degree and, and actually used it. Yes, yes. Used it. Yes. I was very uh, unique in my degree. I actually was recruited as a manager prior to graduating. So to my knowledge, I, I was hired for a manager and training program that they only hire graduates. And to my knowledge, I'm the only one still to this day that got it before I graduated. Dang, so. you're legit. Yeah. And so I, I'm not going to forget Austin. We're going to come back to Austin. But tell me, why did you um, why did you kind of give up hospitality? Why did you kind of go into another road? Well, a couple a couple things. So I guess I'll back up a little bit on why I got into hospitality in the first place. I actually really wanted to do journalism. So all through high school, I was involved in journalism. I thought I would want to be on the radio as we're doing a podcast. Um, but I ended up switching to hospitality because I wanted to make an impact on people. Yeah. And I thought that even if it's something simple, if someone comes to the front desk and like has, you know, a sore throat, I can send them soup. And I thought that like I would be able to make an impact or a difference on that person. And whether they forgot me in a week or remembered me for six years, it was still something that I felt like I could change. And that's that was also why I wanted to go into journalism is to make a difference and write the articles that made a difference. So transitioning in from hospitality into new home sales was a very easy transition yes. for me because it is also making a giant impact on people. So um, like I said, I did that for six years in sales with Marriott and then COVID happened. And that's the real reason why I jumped careers, but I was definitely thinking about it already. It was something that um, 
I thought that I would do eventually yeah. because my mom has actually been a broker for 20 years. That's amazing. Um, and so when when COVID kind of happened, it was it was a furlough for a little while. We're going to bring you back. Don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And I realized I don't really want to go back. And cool. um, I decided that I really wanted to work in new home sales specifically because I really like representing a brand yeah. and being able to know my brand really well and being able to sell it against other brands, which is very transferable, yes. believe it or not, from hospitality. I bet that. Um, I was used to selling Marriott versus Hyatt versus Hilton. Now I'm used to selling Perry versus Taylor Morrison and Highland. Do you know what I mean? So That's it's cool. a really cool transition um, and been really, really fun. That's a, that is an amazing answer. And I think that's super incredible just you know, how in different industries, right? So you're going from hospitality and you're going to new home sales. They can be so different, but they can also be so similar, right? Where it is something that, like you said, maybe you're not thinking of it as, oh, these jobs are very similar along the same lines, but you are trying to reach people in the same kind of outcome, right? You're trying to impact their lives and exactly. yeah. know, be positive. That's really amazing. Okay. So you got out of hospitality. So Austin, we're going to Austin now. Uh, Austin is something that Everybody knows about Austin, right? All across America now. They, they you know, think keep Austin weird, right? They see Sixth Street, things like that. Austin growing up to today is very different, right? So what are some of the things that have changed in the area? Yeah, I think Austin was kind of um, a big city with a small town feel. Uh, when I was growing up, at least, and and very relaxed. Austin's always been very relaxed. No one cares what you're wearing. No one cares if your hair's done or your makeup's done. Nobody cares. You know, it's just it's just what do you and what do you want to do? Go hike for the day, or go to a restaurant, or you know, whatever your passion is. It's it's very unjudged in Austin, and I love that. That's, That's awesome. probably part of the keep Austin weird theme. Um, and it's just like do whatever your what your weirdness wants to do. You know, <laughs> that's cool. Um, and so growing up, it was it was really really laid back. I actually grew up ice skating, um, wow. which is super random for a Texan to be an ice skater. Uh, but that was my main passion growing up. And I did that competitively from second grade all the way through college. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, super fun. And so it was a very unique upbringing, I guess, for me because, you know, there's not that many ice skaters in Texas. Right. Not in the yeah. North. <laughs> um, but it was always a different community. And, and now my old ice skating coach actually works for my mom as a real estate agent. So it's just That's crazy. You know, small, small world. world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. And I think that it, a lot of people that are moving from California and some of these other cities, you know, they're moving to Austin, right? Um, what are some things in today, like present Austin that, you know, people are moving for, right? Why do you think people are wanting to go there? I think Austin is a big hub of everything. It's honestly the biggest melting pot in Texas, in my opinion. Um, it still has a lot of traditional Texas values, what Texas gets its, you know, reputation for, which I think a lot of people are drawn to the idea of Texas, you know, very independent, um, very unique, and that Keep Austin Weird vibe of unique restaurants and unique um, shopping and, you know, places like South Congress that you don't get in a lot of other towns. I think that's what draws people to Texas. I will say, or to Austin specifically, I will say as Austin has grown, some of that uniqueness is is just changing. Correct. And I don't think that it's in a bad way or a good way. I think it's just changing. And so being able to, you know, adapt to the times and adapt to what the differences are in Austin is really cool. So that, that makes sense. That's a good answer. I, I've seen it a lot, especially like you said, South Congress, even just a couple years ago. I, I hit South Congress maybe, you know, two to three times a year, you know, being down here. But you go now and there's like all these apartments that are on South Congress where they demoed businesses mm -hmm. to build up, you know, and just different things like little changes like that, that are starting to yeah. happen. So like you said, the, the spots, you know, so it's interesting to see. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, there was actually a, and I'm not 
someone might want to fact check me on this. I'm not 100% sure, but I think there was a law in place that there was no building downtown that could be taller than the Capitol. Okay. So for the longest time, that's why the Austin skyline was so flat flat and low because it had to be, the Capitol had to be the tallest building. Um, and then they started slowly building and now that, that memorandum is gone. And so the skyline is just blowing up. And which, quite literally going literally up. Literally up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually, I think we're going to have one of the tallest buildings in America here soon on Rainy Street. So it's crazy. It's, it's been really um, unique to watch this town grow because, and I say town, not city, because it really was that that Willie Nelson era <laughs> of like you know live music, known for what we're known for, um, cool. and then it's 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 a, it's still a small town trying to be a big city. Still a small town. Yeah. It's going to be a big city. Yeah. And so it's it's really fun. I like it a lot. That's amazing. So for those of you who don't live here, uh, the Austin is great, but this happened very quickly, right? So infrastructure is rough out there. Um, there's a highway. We have a highway. It's called I-35. It's three lanes in Austin, and it there's nowhere for it to go. And yeah. so you just kind of sit there and wait in traffic, you know? So as a local, when you when you see how big, how fast the city's grown and that infrastructure is lagging behind, uh, is it something that we're kind of outside of it, so I'm not sure, like, is it something that's talked about a lot? Like, do they have plans to fix this stuff? I think it depends on who you're talking to. Got it. Um, I, I very much guide a lot of my buyers and people who are moving to the city or people who are new to the city to the area actually I sell in, and I think that's a huge reason why we are one of the biggest communities in Austin. Okay. Because we have a Highway 183 that kind of goes diagonal through the city. Got it. So so most of ours, as is most towns, it's going to be east or west or north or south. Right. Well, this, this highway goes kind of direct diagonal right through the middle of it and they have you know improved it a lot and built like tollways on it and stuff so that's why i live in the area i live in yes. because it's i try and avoid 35 as much as i possibly as can. much as you possibly can uh, but i do think that you know the city is getting there and it, it is um not like maybe most of your most developed cities in the sense of like Houston, Dallas, even San Antonio that have the big loop around it right. and you can kind of take the loop to get anywhere. We don't have a loop. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but we wanted to be included. So we have a highway we call loop one and it's straight. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. No, it doesn't, but we wanted to be included. So we have loop one, which is also known as Mopac. Yes. Um, same, same highway. Um, but it's not a loop. It uh, goes north and south. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah. That's really cool yeah. though. That's super neat. And I know as well, like you said, live music, you touched on it with uh, Willie Nelson this last weekend. ACL was uh, just there so are Austinites as y'all are called do you guys frequent the live music scene or like big festivals are kind of like a, eh, not for me or I mean growing up I have a kind of a unique experience with Austin because obviously I grew up till I was 18 then when I was in my early 20s in in college I, I left the city so like that time that's maybe more explorative for a lot of 20 year olds I didn't do because yes. I was in Dallas for five years um but I did come back and yeah I definitely do enjoy live music I actually have a friend who's in a live band that I go to his shows oh, at cool. least every other week um so I do enjoy the live music I definitely follow specific bands I know though I yes. don't just like randomly personally I don't just randomly go out to a live music thing um but growing up I never did ACL or South by or any of that I think probably my parents were a little bit more helicopter parents <laughs> and were like don't go to those crazy festivals so I didn't um that's but I have good. been once since then and it was really fun that's um, good it's nice highly recommend yeah okay at least once ACL, gonna... ACL is fun it's a lot of fun it's, it's just I 
yeah, lots of people too. <laughs> yes, I get it. I absolutely understand. And if you're not a crowd person, maybe not for you. That's awesome. Okay, cool. That's a good backstory on Austin. We don't really feature a lot of people in Austin, so we talk San Antonio to death. Where we're here talking about tacos and where to get the best salsa, right? And and, and that's what we're talking about usually. So it's, I think it's interesting to bring a different perspective from the north, if if you will. Yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, we definitely have a lot of tacos too. Uh, we're famous for a taco truck on every corner, pretty much. Every corner. Um, I, it's funny when my friends from out of town come and visit. They're like. Wait, what's a breakfast taco? I'm That's like, so it's strange. like a breakfast burrito, just smaller. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't understand. Burritos are the thing everywhere else except for here where yeah. they're tacos. Like people yeah. get, like in California, it's burritos. It's breakfast burritos mm-hmm. and, and they have like a, yeah, just big stuff than whatever. Yeah. And here they just have the tor- little tortillas. Yeah. Super bizarre. Yeah. Super crazy. Okay, so uh, what about, um, okay, so jumping back to you personally. So what do you like to do outside of working uh, work. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I'm married. I got married a year ago now. Our anniversary was this last weekend. Um, and we honestly like to go hiking with our dog a lot. We have a really solid friend group of about like 25 people. It's kind of a crazy group chat that I'm in. That's a lot um, of people. Yeah. It's, it's fun though. Um, and so we hang out a lot on the weekends or, you know, small, small get togethers at each other's houses, things like that. So honestly, hanging out with my husband, my dog and our friend group is most of my life. I, no, I I've not met somebody that has that scale of, of a close friend group, right? You know, yeah. I'm the I know the three to four people kind of squad. So twenty five. How did y'all meet these twenty five people? Well, it was kind of my fault. Um, <laughs> I I got um. Basically, and this is true for any new neighborhood, I think even though I grew up in Austin, a lot of people assume that like all my friends are like, you know, my childhood friends since forever. And truthfully, I have one. She doesn't even live in Texas anymore. Um, And she um, isn't near me. So when I actually bought my first house, it was a it was a new build as well. Yes. And um, that is a huge part of the reason actually I got into new home sales because I personally didn't like my sales rep. Yeah. Um, it was not a Perry for the record. That's good. Um, that's good. But at, um, I, did, I was like, I can do better than him and I can make a bigger impact. So that's really what motivated me to be totally honest. That's um, cool. But when I bought my first house, going back to the friend group, I actually connected with people through our Facebook page. And so I tell a lot of my buyers this too, that what's great about any new community is everyone is new. Yes. So everyone's looking for friends. Everyone's wanting to, yeah, they may have some friends that are established in other parts of the town, but like not your neighbor, not to be able to say, Hey, are you home? Can you let my dog out? Yeah. Um, and so I met one of my best, our best friends, they're three doors down from us and they, um, have two dogs that we ended up dog sitting for. That's how that started. That's crazy. Another set of friends on the other side of the street that needed a box for their kitten because they had to hide <laughs> the food from their big cat. So I ended up like opening my garage, giving them a cardboard box. And we've been friends since. So you've met all these people yeah. just like doing odd things. Odd things, yeah. And it's kind of I I've just we've just started like blending the groups together. So like the couple I was just talking about that have their kitten, um, both myself and my husband are going to be groomsmen and bridesmaids in their wedding. Oh, so that's cool. um, it's really exciting for us to have that group and. We just bring in people slowly. If ever, anyone in the group meets them, we bring them in. To, and uh, like and like I said, the group chat's getting a little out of control, but um, we do love it. That's, <laughs> so that's amazing. It's so much fun. That yeah. is something. That's something I really haven't heard before. Like a big friendly group like that, and it's all Eastern Park people. No, you don't live in Eastern Park. That's right. I'm I not forgot. Eastern Park. I'm very close by, um, but it is all Austin people. So all Austin and, people. and actually, a few of them have moved away now, so they're not necessarily in my neighborhood anymore. But they're still in the group chat. But we're all friends. Yeah, yeah. That's We've gotten to the point where we have to have a group vote to add more people to the group chat because it's it's. <laughs> Getting wow, a out of control. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and my sales partner, Hannah, um, who works with me at Easton Park, is in our group too. So we actually ended up becoming really, cr- really close friends, even though we are, we started as coworkers, we became really close friends. Oh, so. that's amazing. Yeah. That's a, she's a great, she's great. We worked with her mom. Her mom lives out yeah. here with us. So that's, that's actually how I really knew about you. My sales partner, Hannah, 
her mom bought a house with rebate house and and when i she explained to me the process and how amazing it was but on the buyer side i was like i gotta make this happen and you like told your mom about us and your mom's like oh that doesn't sound good for me you're like hey no i'm good yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell her about yeah, us no. <laughs> that's so funny okay so uh you have a big friend group um what about uh hobbies ice skating we hit anything else y'all yeah. like to do you and your husband yeah i haven't gone skating in a very long time i basically quit after college it's it's fun but it's just a lot really time consuming to like actually you know practice so i don't skate that much anymore um but will, will you like real quick will you go to like okay so like will you be that girl that like goes to like you know like 10 years from now like you have all these kids that are grown up and you guys will go to like new york and go to ice skating ring you'll be like oh, oh i've yeah. never ice skated before and like you'll just go in like you know show off and be that person yeah usually people who know me know that i skate so not really got it okay um, i will say i went to an event maybe two or three weeks ago now that was a roller skating event and i did terribly so oh. i don't necessarily think that i'm like the best anymore um but i definitely would love to at least try and teach if we, we don't have kids yet but um when and if we have kids i want to teach them how to skate at least a little because i think it's a cool skill but um i have been with my husband total now for five years and we have yet to go skating because he's scared and he is going to be embarrassed next to me so he won't go but that's amazing um, but yeah uh, um. hey guys wanted to quickly interrupt the podcast to let you know who is chris marty and why do i call myself the rebate guy so as so a lot of you may not know i found this company called rebate house about six years ago and we sell homes all across san antonio austin and the surrounding areas how we do it is what's interesting. We save all of our clients thousands of dollars when they're buying or selling a home. That's right, it is my mission, it's my passion to make sure that when somebody buys or sells with me, I'm giving them five, six, seven, eight thousand or more dollars on their purchase as a rebate or on a savings when they're selling their home. That's who I am, that's who the rebate guy is, and it's my job to save you thousands when buying a home. Now let's get back to this amazing episode. What else do you like to do? Oh, so we go hiking a lot. We like to do outdoor stuff. Yep. Honestly, we are a big like foodie family too, yes. so we really enjoy restaurants. We love traveling. Okay. Um, we travel a lot actually. Um, I'm a bit of a social butterfly. And <laughs> I can see that. Just, just a bit. Just a bit. Um, and we have lots of friends kind of all over the globe, honestly. Um, That's awesome. So we went to a wedding or an event um, every month this year. Okay, give me the list. Let's, do you remember them by month? Can we start in January? All right, let's month. go January. Uh, there was one month I skipped, but I'll get there. Okay, uh, so January was a wedding in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, and that was one of my friends when I studied abroad in Australia. I never had been there. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh is cool. It's really cool. It has some really nice um, infrastructure. That's, it's it's situated in between two rivers, so yes. there's a ton of bridges. That's oh, like what they're famous for. That was really cool. Um, and so, anyways, it's, Pittsburgh is really cool. I'd been there once before to visit this friend, but this was the first time my husband went. So it was a wedding in Pittsburgh in January 4th in Pittsburgh. Let me remind you, all you Texans. Cold. Freezing. <laughs> freezing. Not my cup of tea, but the wedding was beautiful. That's amazing. Um, February. Actually, I think February I did skip. Um, March, I had a girl's trip. We went to Napa. Um, April, I had a bachelorette for my, my best friend who um, lived in Austin growing up. She yes. lives in Oregon now, but that was her bachelorette party. Um, April... And that was where at Napa? Na uh, no, the Napa Napa was in March. April, uh, the Bachelorette was in Scottsdale. Scottsdale, um, okay. May we did another group trip to Denver, Colorado, um, okay. and that was with so two of our best friends um, used to live in San Antonio and they moved to Denver, so we went to go visit them. Um, June was a wedding in Cape Cod, wow, um, which was amazing. Uh, again, I also met her in Australia when I studied abroad. So those those two friends, the Pittsburgh and the Cape Cod girls, are like my my best friends from Australia. Um, but they're both American, of course. They studied with me. Um, 
July we went to a wedding in England. Um, <laughs> Bro, yeah. okay, yeah, whose wedding? Whose wedding was this? So I, oh, this is actually a really fun story. I don't. I mean, it's cool because in 2017 we went to a wedding. One of my college friends studied abroad. Okay. And met her husband. Okay. We went to a wedding in 2017 for that in England. In England. At that wedding, the best man and one of my friends actually ended up becoming close and yes. they got married this year. So wow. yeah. So we went back for a wedding and then at the wedding in July, the best man and the maid of honor started talking and I was like, are we doing this again? No, in years? That's so <laughs> joking. Crazy. I mean, joking. I don't think that that's actually, but it's just, it's pretty funny and it's a unique story because a lot of the people I met at the 2017 wedding were also at this one. So it was nice to like reconnect with that. That's interesting. Yeah. That was July or June? July. July. Yep. And then August, August was our last trip. We haven't gone anywhere in September, October. Um, but in August, we went to the wedding for my best friend from. It's because the real estate market's crashing. Is why she hasn't gone anywhere. No. I ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, legit. That's exactly what happened. No. no, honestly, it was just a lot of travel, a lot of different places. Um, but we're, we're happy to be home, even at the the wedding. So this one was in Portland um, for, well, actually, Eugene, which is just outside of Portland, uh, for my best friend from. Austin. Anyways, uh, we basically on the last day we had an extra day there. We were supposed to explore Portland, and we didn't. We just sat in the hotel room and just relaxed because we were like, we are so done with traveling at this point. I bet you're you're tired. Yeah, that's great. And so legit, like almost all of those were wedding, like wedding Wedding related, related, legitimately. So the only one that you did was Denver, right? Denver, yeah, and then the girls trip to Napa. Napa, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you lots have, of weddings. We went to one. A good friend of mine just got married um, a couple weekends back, but that's the first wedding I've probably been to. In like years with an S. So you can see my my friend group. My friend group is actually older and a lot of them are either married or just their marriage isn't about it. So like I skipped the age of like the late 20s, young, early 30s people getting married. I guess the people I know don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'm lucky having the large friend group that I have and I really appreciate every single one of them and I want to make sure that they know I'm there for them for their weddings and everything. So I think it's important. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely in that era. We have one wedding coming up in 2023, but so far just one. So just one, that's awesome. Okay. So that was a busy packed year. Uh, you've been with your husband for five years in the five years y'all have been together. Uh, any like for you guys, like memorable trips that like y'all have taken? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, we've gone on a couple um, before I met my husband, he had been on a total of five flights ever. That's um, and now you're like, now he's at 50. Yeah. Now we've more than doubled that, <laughs> yeah. tripled that probably if I actually count them. Um, but our favorite, I would say I'm speaking for him too, but our favorite would be Tampa. Okay. Um, I surprised him. He, so we had gone to Costa Rica before that, which Costa Rica is beautiful. Um, but Tampa was a little bit special because it was a surprise. Yes. Um, and so I, he had been saying since Costa Rica, cause in Costa Rica we had coconuts, like fresh cut coconuts on yes. the beach and so he had been saying i just want a coconut on the beach and that was like his thing so i went on etsy ordered coconuts That's like the awesome. little the little cups not, yes. not like a fresh one a coconut cup and i surprised him with it um and we went to tampa uh, for it was an early birthday for him his birthday is in november but we did it over labor day yeah um, i had coordinated with his boss on days off and everything oh and, that's so cool um it was actually it ended up being super fun and we really enjoyed it because every everything that we did there was like not really planned and it was spontaneous like we went to Carol Baskin's place yes, before so cool. before Tiger King came out now it's now it's closed you can't even go there yes. um, but we actually met um, one of the workers there she was our waitress the night before and she was like come on out I'll come show you so we got a private tour of Carol Baskin's place <laughs> That's um, so cool which is insane now because after this documentary came out it's just totally different yeah because you're like oh, her husband's like eating somewhere yeah, right no, here. That, that part there is a there is I will say there's a plaque there dedicating it to her husband um, there's a plaque with his face on it thanking him for the land I don't know what happened I'm not speaking for it but I will say 
from my experience personally there, I think they take very good care of the tigers and the lions. And I think that they were misconstrued on the documentary. Uh, Whether or not she killed her husband, not speaking on that, because I don't know. (laughs) But I do think that they take very good care of the cats. And I think that that's important to say. So, okay, so legit, like, at this point, I'm trying to think. So this is before the documentary, right? People don't even know, like, anything about Carol Baskins or anything like this. So... This was just like the waitress was like, I work at a tiger reserve. Do y'all yeah. want to go? Yes, that's exactly what happened. It was a very, um, I, at the time I worked for Marriott. So we, we actually stayed at a brand new hotel. It had literally opened like that week or the week before. Um, and next door to the hotel was in a really old, not not that, like probably like 30 or 40 years old, established like high-end restaurant. Yep. Um, but it was kind of on a peninsula in Florida. Anyways, I don't think it was that popular is very very good food but like the night we went on a saturday night there was three tables yeah so we ended up hanging out with our waitress more than she was just like waitressing yes. and we were just talking kind of all night and she said yeah i, I basically said is this all you do full-time and we just started getting to know each other as you know i do i see that um just being me and she said no i actually volunteer at the big cat rescue and that's my main thing and i'm studying to do this and that and so i was like that's amazing can we come and i had i at that point i had never heard of big cat rescue i didn't know what that was i was like Tigers sound cool. Um, and we did a full private tour, and it was amazing. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. So when, whenever you saw it, like the documentary coming out, where you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I had her <laughs> phone number because we, we texted that day to get to get directions to Big Cat Rescue and everything. And so I still talk to her very occasionally. Um, and and I texted her immediately. I was like, what in the world is happening? And um, so, yeah, we've talked. We've chatted a little bit about it. That's crazy. That's yeah. super cool. Okay, so Tampa was amazing. Anything else? Um, Costa Rica was obviously incredible. Yes. Um, that was, that was the trip that I say I fell in love with my husband, Aww. um, which is cute. Cause he, he definitely, um, fell in love first, which is a great thing. Uh, but I was the, the very terrible person that said, thank you. When I said, I love you, oh, <laughs> I didn't know what to say or do. Dude, so that's I said, cringy. Thank you. I know, I know. That's it's so, so bad. That's so, it's bad. so bad. Now, I mean, now I love him. Uh, obviously now. we're good. But so you have to warm up. It takes you a little while to yeah, get yeah. it going. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm very logical. I'm a very I, I, logical person <laughs> and I have feelings too, obviously, but I'm, I'm definitely logical focused in that way. Um, and so I took a little bit longer than he did to say, I love you. Um, but it was, that trip was amazing, honestly. And I think, um, Costa Rica was really, really incredible. That's amazing. Okay. And where did y'all, so you've got all these amazing weddings. Where did you get married? Yeah, we actually got married in Moab, Utah. So Moab, Utah. Yeah, yeah. If you've heard of the national parks over there, there's Canyonlands and Arches National okay, Park. Yes, I know about. I feel like grew up in Las Vegas. So yeah, Arch, yeah. Yes. So it's very close. It's in Arches. That's yes. the, Moab is the town outside of Arches. Um, I got. I'm very fortunate. My parents have an Airbnb out there. Actually. Oh, that's awesome. So during the Marriott furlough, looking to get in a new home sales era, I was unemployed, and I went with my parents to Moab to look. They were building it from scratch. So it was walking the. Frame, which is funny now because yeah, like, now you do that every day. Now I do that every day. Um, but I was walking the frame with them, and I called Brett, my boyfriend at the time, and I called him and I said, "So I know where I'm getting married. Um, if it's you, that's great. If it's someone else, that's fine. <laughs> but um, I'm getting married here." And then three months later, he proposed. Oh, so um, cool. we had our venue picked before he proposed. Um, that's cool. So it was it was actually, and I and I I guess I should clarify that if it's if it's you, it's great if, because <laughs> I say that because I didn't want to like pressure him into proposing. That yes. wasn't that conversation. It wasn't like, "Hey, I want to get married tomorrow." It was just like I really want to get married here it's really beautiful I'd love it to be you kind of thing but this is not a pressure phone call this is just this that's is just so I want to crazy get married yeah. that's awesome and so did you actually get married like on your parents property yeah wow. yeah so they have a um they're they have a backyard that's fenced in and then they have like a 
acre of land as well that's not fenced and so we did that as like the parking lot and then we actually got married inside the fence and decorated it all and that's awesome took some like first look pictures on a scenic overlook and all that that is amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of people are doing for my friend just did a first look and i know some people are like oh that's not traditional you know it's not but i really wanted to do it because i really wanted those separate pictures i love my parents backyard it's beautiful and it has like a really unique fence it's a iron fence so that's kind of what we got married against is next to the iron fence with like an archway and stuff but i still wanted to have those scenic overlook pictures yes and so we we had pre-picked a place to do the first look and everything like that that's amazing that's really cool well i it sounds like it was amazing and you are a very are you are you a big planner do you plan i am now i think i didn't used to be um i was just kind of a go with the flow kind of person and now i mean you should have seen my itinerary for england it was literally timed out to the minute every single minute that's how we we just we were just there and we we had one of those like whoosh like legit like i had because that's what i do i'm literally like okay 801 Eight fifteen, yes. like legit, like yeah. Yeah, I had the stops planned out on the tube. Like I was just like, I'm, I'm, I know exactly when we need to be on which train, when it will land, and when, how long it's going to take us to walk to this destination. Oh, wow, that's so, so crazy. Got a lot done though. Yeah, I, had, some... I had a lot planned. That's good. Did you miss anything on your no, list? No, we hit it all. Um, we hit everything, and I, I, I had actually been to England twice before. One for the 2017 wedding that I mentioned, and then one other time when I did a Europe. Um, trip and so I had done a lot of stuff we we went to this time but I wanted to show my husband all of it so that we could then next time we go go explore kind of new stuff yeah actually that makes sense I mean especially for me and my wife we hadn't been until recently and you know getting to see like the landmarks that's what people want to see right plus you were there this year I was too right before the queen passed away so that's kind of neat just yeah it was really cool we were at Windsor Castle um and and I've I'm partial to the british royal family i love them yes. i'm kind of obsessed oh my God. um so i enjoy all of that i especially enjoy the i mean now the royal family is different but i especially enjoy the historical part so like going to hampton court palace where yes. Henry the eighth was that kind of stuff is like my jam that's cool that, so. that's okay so that's like a that's a big interest yeah that's yeah cool. and i think it's I, I just like anything history really i'm very interested in gaining bigger knowledge base on a lot of things and um i definitely enjoy the that part but one you really unique thing that happened while we were there in england we did a walking tour and the we were going past downing street that yeah. was the same day that boris johnson resigned Stop. so i got to experience an english protest which That's was very crazy. different than an american protest um and it just happened to be on that day so it was it was i like i booked the tour three months in advance it wasn't like i planned it or anything but it was pretty phenomenal to that's see. crazy because they have that like i we walked by right outside the parliament building they have that like it looks like it, it's apparently there's supposed to be grass there but when we went the grass was all dead because they had the heat wave it was like a sandbox it's like that square with yeah. all the statues yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. that had grass when i was there so yeah. it might have just gotten the, like there was no grass it was like a sandbox Oh, it was wow. like, but, but it, it, there's no AC there, and it yeah. was when I went, it was 99 degrees. You know, that's that's when the runway was melting at yep. like Heathrow. You know, like crazy. But yeah, like they, they were just out there. I don't know what they were for the protesting something else. But Boris was already resigned by the time that we. Yeah, yeah. it was just it was a it, it impactful and insane experience, but um, kind of unique to talk to the English about their politics because it's yes. very different than American. And politics. and it's Meredith, my wife, did the same thing. She asked our cab driver when we were there just like tell me a little bit about it and it's interesting because they it's kind of like america where 
they feel like neither side's good, right? Like they were talking about Boris's like replay. We asked like who's running, you know, who's gonna take over, and they're literally like, darned if you do, darned if you don't. Yeah. The the guy, they, the, I think I remember the guy. He said that the guy that's running, you know, came from like a wealthy family, so he's never really had to like you know tough it, right? Yeah. And I forget what's wrong with the, the the gal that's running. I don't know, but it's just interesting because it's different, but it's also very different. The same. Yeah, yeah, because their party can actually oust them. So yes. if you go against the party th- and do something that the party didn't want you to do, it has. I mean. Again, please fact check me, but my cab driver told me um, that they have not had a prime minister make a full term in like 20 years. I could see that. Because they just, they get annoyed after two and then they oust them just like they did Boris Johnson. That's so so crazy. Very interesting, for sure. That is interesting. Well, you have traveled the world, it seems, and gone gone a bunch. What about like as a last thing on this, like is there a place that you haven't gone that's like got to get there? South Africa. South Africa. Hands down. South Africa was supposed to be our honeymoon. Obviously, we got married during COVID, so we have postponed it. We haven't gone yet. Um, We've been married a year now, but we will go to South Africa for our honeymoon one day. Um, I say that because I I actually ask this question to a lot of well-traveled people. I, I ask... If somebody, if I know somebody who's been very well traveled, I say, "What is your favorite country you've been to?" And I talked to one of the executives of Lufthansa once because I was selling rooms to Lufthansa, and he said South Africa. And then I talked to one of the executives of Airbnb, and he said South Africa. And I was like, "These two people are very well traveled. If they're both saying South Africa, I gotta go." That's so Um, cool. So that's that's my bucket list, and and my husband's for our honeymoon. We want to do. You know, uh, because it's great because it has ocean and beach, and I'm also like partially weirdly obsessed with sharks um love sharks <laughs> so i really want to go great white shark cage driving in south africa um and the safari thing and all that so. okay so is there like a tentative year that you have this like penciled for if it's a honeymoon like the delayed honeymoon hopefully hopefully next year or 2024 okay um, so the next I, two years yeah it's gonna be a longer trip um so we want to plan that out and make it sure it's good timing and everything because you want to be able to see everything but um yeah, as soon as possible, really. I'm kind of spontaneous. I'm, I'm a planner, but I'm also a spontaneous I, planner. I, I see, I'm picking that up. Yeah. We're so, getting a little bit of both. That's, yeah. that's cool. That's really amazing. Okay, so we hit our you hit we hit travel super duper well. Tell us about Austin food. We need to understand what, what Austin food's about. So what do we expect there? Yeah, Austin is really like a melting pot overall. So food-wise, too, I think it's a melting pot. Of course, we're very famous for our Tex-Mex and our Mexican food, as all is all of Texas, yes. um, which is definitely my husband's favorite I, I like Mexican but he will pick that over anything all day um we actually have a bucket list thing that we're trying to do this year where if it's just a date night with just us we're going to a new restaurant every every plit pl- time so wow we, we are not repeating any restaurants um which means my husband invites our friends over a lot so then he can go to the, his favorites because <laughs> he's like he's like if there's people here it's not a date right <laughs> that's smart yeah but but we've been doing date nights at, at new restaurants throughout Austin because there's so many and so I talk to a lot of people and say like what's your favorite? And then I add it. I have a notepad on my phone that has all of the uh, new restaurants there. So, I mean, anything really. It's every cuisine that you can think of is in Austin. Um, Obviously, again, famous for Mexican, but my husband's also gluten-free, so we're always looking for fun, unique gluten-free places. Yes. And we found some really good um, Asian restaurants that have gluten-free options and some Italian restaurants that have that as well. So, um, yeah. Just love, love different, unique. I try different and unique places all the time. Okay. Is there a number one, like a place that you, that for you, personal, just like, this is the spot. You're having a bad day and you're like, oh, I want to go to X. 
Honestly, no, uh, because I'm because I'm trying to try new places, so I don't try and like have a have a go to. I would say our favorite right now is El Alma. It's El Alma. a Mexican restaurant that has a rooftop patio that views downtown, oh, um, cool. and really good food, like really really good food. So El Alma, um, I like El Alma. That's probably one of our favorites. Um, but I also try and keep my horizons open, so not not particularly. Okay, not particularly. That sounds good. Okay, uh, something else I just thought of that'd be really cool. Um, I know you just recently, not semi recently, acquired a Tesla. That's a cool thing. As it's something that we haven't talked about on the Marty Party yet. So, uh, going from a traditional gas car to Tesla, how's it been for you in general? I love it. Um, I got my Tesla in December of 2020, so I've had it almost a year now. I have the Model Y. Um, it's different. It's hard to get used to, I think, at first, especially for, you know, when you've driven a traditional gas car your whole life. Yes. Um, because it does, you don't typically use the brakes. You're, it's it's yes. called one foot driving. So, <laughs> that was a little weird to adjust to. Um, but overall, it's been really fun. Uh, I, I like that I don't really have to have a key. It's just my phone. Yes. Um, and it's really convenient. One thing I didn't think about in the sales world is a lot of times when my customers are getting in my car, I have to explain how to get in. Yes. <laughs> so didn't think that went through too much, but um, overall, I love it. That's, uh, I, from when I got mine, so I got a Model 3 when they were new, new. Like, I'm talking, like, I had, like, the sixth one that was delivered in San Antonio, right? Early, wow, okay? So what I didn't think about was everyone wanted to ride in the car mm -hmm. and everyone only wanted to talk about the car. So like I'd get clients that their kids or whoever were like, we have to go with him. And we were even talking about real estate at this point. We were like talking about the car yeah. and that year, legitimately that year, I probably had like 10 to 15 people buy Teslas off of just me, like being the best freelance, yeah. whatever. And I got a bunch of the referral rewards. We just had our photos set to space. That was one of the early, wow, yeah, that was one of the awesome. early, uh, early referral rewards by referring other people where they, they, we submitted a photo and then they made this mosaic that was really cool. And they put the mosaic on one of the SpaceX wow, satellite launches that's and they, cool. they put it up there. So it's, you know, we're up there somewhere. I need to refer more. Apparently I'd yes. rather be, you know, on a space. Dude, it's it's dope. So we, it's been really. I think that Tesla's been really really good for uh, Texas in general, especially with a lot of our long roads. Being able to have the self driving, um, you know, even basic autopilot has been really really good. Yes. Um, for some of the long roads, Austin's pretty Tesla friendly. Yeah. Very Tesla friendly. We obviously have the Tesla factory there, and my neighborhood that I sell is only 20 minutes max from there. So we have a lot of Tesla buyers, a lot of Tesla enthusiasts. Um, yeah. And so I think it's very popular. I mean, now I feel like I see Teslas more than I have ever. Ever. Um, right. Yeah, there's just, they're everywhere now. Um, so it's, it's a really good thing for the Austin, you know, economy and everything else absolutely charging stations there's a, i know there's a decent number of new super uh superchargers that are kind of opening up up there right yeah yeah we definitely have quite a few superchargers and you know the tesla tells you where they are so that's nice too. easy easy peasy yeah that's try it. and make it as easy as possible okay so the moment we've been waiting for tell us about easton park why why is easton park the number one neighborhood in austin if yeah. You got it. Yeah, Easton Park is the number one new build community in Austin. I okay. like to be very specific about that. New build, um, okay. Because it, we're one of the biggest master plan communities in the area. We're in southeast Austin. Okay. We're by the airport. So um, it's very easy access to downtown. And it's really popular due to its location mostly. You can, you can get downtown in 20 minutes. You can get on that highway that I talked about earlier, 183. Yes. And that goes diagonal through town so you can get 
really anywhere you want. It's really close to the airport. It's close to Tesla. And so it has a lot of access, which yes. I think in Austin, especially with the infrastructure that we have, it's very important to have access. Um, and it's been built since 2016 and we've been out there since 2018. Perry has. And so we're actually opening a new model this week. That's awesome. Um, and we plan to launch our new product out there, which we've been building the product for a while, but our new model of the 60 foot product, um, soon. So it's been, uh, really fun. It's been a cool community. It's, it's unique because of its exteriors as well. Yes. We don't do the traditional brick houses that you're going to see in a lot of other neighborhoods. Our plans are actually have an E after them for Easton park. Um, that's what that, that's what yeah. that actually stands for. That's what that actually stands for. Yeah. So what does the S stand for? Stucco. Wait, the, hang on. So why does the E, e is it really easy? Yeah, because when we went out to um, Easton, they wanted us to build specific homes that were only Easton Park. So every single floor plan has a farmhouse style, a modern prairie style, and then a mid-century modern style. Wow. So the, when the moder the obviously farmhouse is self-explanatory. The modern prairie is like more of like uh, the contemporary flat roof style. Yes. And then obviously mid-century modern is... is um, self-explanatory too, but every single plan has one of those three options. So when you talk elevations, they're all very different. It's not like, where does my stone go? It's like, what style of home do I want? Wow. Um, and because see. we do stick frame construction, we can build a lot of different elevations. And so it's really unique. That is extremely unique. Okay. So Easton Park, uh, new phases opening or just opened or? Yeah, we're working through Discovery Park right now, which is one of our phases. We name all of our phases after parks, <laughs> kind really? of a little chashki thing, but it's, it's pretty fun. Um, and all the parks are named after famous parks throughout um, the U.S. So Discovery Park is a park in Seattle. Okay. Um, and then we're hoping to open Prospect Park, which will be our new section. Not sure when, but soon. Um, so keep me posted if you have a client that needs a new build and yes. from from the ground up. We'll have it available at some point in the next six months. I'm okay. not sure when right now. And I know pricing, of course, with the market, things are very volatile. Right now, just a general price range today, you know, October 19th or whatever, 20, that's not even the 19th, but whatever. Today's date, what is the pricing in, in today? Yeah, so our price point out there is is the low 800s to mid 900s. Okay. Um, sometimes up to a million, kind of depending on the- What you put. The, yeah, what your upgrades are and everything like that. Absolutely. So, um, but the neighborhood's very unique because they all the builders are very different. Yes. So you are your clients are very different. So it's kind of a fun community that we're going to be the largest homes. We're going to be the highest quality homes. We're going to be the most expensive homes, but we're going to give that elevated feature to the neighborhood. That's which cool. Is really nice. yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible. And with Perry, I, like you said, with the stick frame construction, I know that y'all do have quite a bit of structural options. So people are really able to go in and, and customize kind of what they're looking for. Not full custom, but make some good edits yeah. right yeah we call it personalizable, personalizable. it's not custom yes. but it's personal um so you definitely can you know add an extended covered patio add a half bath change out your you know from a tub shower combo to just a walk-in shower um we can do some different and unique structural features like a sliding door all that but but as far as like custom custom we don't move walls or change windows or anything like that but it's really nice because people can still pick their own tile and their cabinets and i have anything from an inventory home that could be ready as soon as December. So call me. Yeah, call absolutely. Me. Call. Um, ready at, as soon as December to, I could do a build from scratch right now. Build so, from scratch. And build times are running how long about if you were start fresh? That's a great question that I don't feel comfortable answering. So two years. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like two years to build now. No, but honestly, honestly, probably, it, I mean, it depends on the home, what the stage is, all of that. Um, we 
eight months, 10 months-ish, maybe yeah. a little bit longer. We are seeing a lot of efficiency speed up, which That's is uh, incredible. Um, and so we were actually moving a lot faster with the same quality that we always offer, of course, um, which is great. So that's, 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 that's great. And that's what makes it hard to answer. It used to be, I don't know because I don't know if anyone's going to show up to work. Now I'm like, I don't know because I think it's going to be faster than what I thought I know. Then so. what you actually thought, you know, yeah. that's good. And and I know that for, especially for a home of the caliber that y'all are building, it's, I don't want to say normal, but it's not untypical for them to take 10 months to a year. So that's a very normal, I mean, I, yeah. I, that's a very normal time to me as well for the type of home that y'all are building out there. So that's amazing. Um, I was going to ask as well, do y'all do three car out there, three car garage? All of them are three car except for one plan. All so of them. almost all are three car, um, like I said, except for one. And that one um, is our smallest home. So if you go anything above 2,700 square feet, we start at 2,700 square feet. Wow. So we, we that's also par- part of why where the price comes from as well um, because we our small home is actually pretty large that, that, that's interesting I, I know Perry has a lot especially in our market here in San Antonio there's a lot of plans you know 17 18 19 2000 what do you think the decision any idea why they went big in Easton because we're on the 60 foot lots Got so it. we have we, we offer the largest product okay. um, what uh, sorry the largest product in Easton. Um, obviously, Perry does build 70s, 80s, you know. But um, for Easton Park, we build the largest product out there. So we start at 2,700 square feet, four bedroom, three bathroom. Um, but most of them are three car garages. A lot of them are going to be the three car tandem garage, yes. uh, which is great, obviously, for storage and things like that. But we do have one plan that's a three car wide, which okay. is nice as well. Absolutely. That way they've got options. That's okay. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. Well, this has been really, really good. Um, anything you want to add for us? No, I just love working with Rebate Haas. Oh, I think yes. um, I definitely enjoy working with the partnership that we have. And I think it's really good for our buyers also have representation. And I think that Rebate Haas represents them in a best in the best way possible. So um, oh, I'm making a blush. Look oh, at that. gosh, you're so <laughs> terrible. Um, but no, I I love working with you guys. I love hey. working for Perry. And um, come visit me in Easton Park. Absolutely. We will definitely drop the info. So this has been amazing. Uh, Melissa, you have so much much info and knowledge and you've done so much so thank you so much for being a guest uh please guys we're going to drop her info here in the video again easton park is in austin on the i guess what i would consider the east-ish southeast-ish side of austin uh, heading out towards the airport so we're going to drop all her info even if you're not looking for a perry home specifically in easton park give her a first ring she can at least guide you to the correct you know other neighborhood in austin right a lot of different options and things like that so definitely we're going to drop her info below but uh Thank you for coming out today. This awesome. has been awesome. Yeah, please come visit me. Even if you just want to see my model and um, experience Easton Park, it's very unique. We have one of the best amenity centers in a neighborhood, too. I didn't mention that, but we have a $12 million amenity center. Oh, just only $12 so, million. Just 12. Just, just, a, just a quick $12 Okay, million. tell me real quick. Tell me about, like, does it have a pool? What does it have? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it has a full gym, which okay. you don't get in normal, normal communities. Full gym. Um, it has a pool. It has a work-from-home space with, like, a little coffee bar. It has a rentable conference space, so um, you can... You you can like rent that out for like a corporate event, which is great for our work from home yes. buyers. Cause you know, hey boss, I need to have this event. Well, here, come rent it in my neighborhood. Um, and the HOA is actually on site too, which is nice. So the HOA is very involved out there and all of that, plus a dog park named Easton Bark. Easton 
Bart. Easton Bart. That's <laughs> um, so cool. Is all all of that? Your HOA is only fifty six dollars a month. Fifty six dollars a month. So You're it's trying to make me do math. Is that seven hundred dollars a year? Two, like six six fifty, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's very reasonable for everything that you get in that neighborhood. Fourteen miles of walking trails and all the crazy cool amenities that that neighborhood. That's provides. that's a, that's a deal. The yeah. HOA is like uh, HOA is out here for something even remotely of that caliber. You're looking at a thousand dollars plus a year. Exactly. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, definitely check out Easton Park. We will drop all of her info. So thank you again for being here. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, guys. This has been another episode of the Marty Party. Please like us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, Facebook, and more. And we'll catch you next time with more great guests.